Welcome back, one and all, to the Our Outdoors portion of your weekend. I am your host, Nick Simonson, outdoors writer, with my materials online at NewsDakota.com and DakotaEdge.com. Great to be back with you here. We're remembering what spring can be like, a little cool down that we've had here over the last week, and it's kind of changed things up for a lot of those folks out there after those turkeys chasing down old Goblin Tom, trying to find him over the rise of the next hill or maybe in the next wooded bottom. But uh, that wind and cold and maybe some snow scattered here and there has made things a bit different. Difficult. But never worry, there is a lot of season left and a lot of great opportunities to get out there if you happen to have a turkey tag. And on the other side of the coin, if you're getting those fishing rods out, you're getting that open water on the rivers or maybe those lakes that have just cracked open and are ready for your boat, you know, those chances are up that you can find a great place to fish. And as the water's warm and those crappies move shallow or those walleyes start to make their seasonal movements, it's a good chance for you to get out there and find a lake that has those opportunities. Again, uh, don't overlook other fish. Pike, pike are fairly active right now even if they're coming off the spawn there's a good chance to connect with some fast action along with stock trout if you have some of those deeper stock trout lakes you're gonna be able to find some of those fish and have a lot of fun before the next crop of those go into the waters that you might have around you but those options abound there are a lot of opportunities to see the world wake up while you're out there fishing and finding the species that you love to pursue here in North Dakota and you're not alone Last year, there was a 10% jump in hunting and fishing licensure in the state of North Dakota across all of the different types of licenses that are available to both residents and non-residents. And part of that was due to the pandemic, but there are a lot of other factors that helped increase that participation to come together in a situation where a lot of folks made use of the great outdoors opportunities we have here in the state. Up next, we'll be talking with Randy Meissner. He is the licensing manager for the North Dakota Game and Fish Department, and he will shed a little bit of light on how that came to be. That's coming up right after the break. Welcome back to the show, everyone. As we've seen, it is a new licensing year here in the state of North Dakota for those folks who are getting out there on the water. And 2020 brought a lot of changes, particularly an uptick in people who were out hunting and fishing, due in no small part to the pandemic. And to get more insight into that and where we go from here, we have Randy Meissner, licensing manager of the North Dakota Game and Fish Department, with us to talk more. Randy, welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to have you on. Uh, let's talk first about the licensing calendar. You know, it's April 1st is that magical date where things shift over and folks need a new license. Why is that calendar set up the way it is for the Game and Fish? Uh, the April 1st licensing year actually started back in 1993. Before that time, there was actually a closure of the fishing season. Uh, typically occurred between mid-March and uh, the beginning beginning of May, usually the first Saturday, and uh, that was in that time frame, North Dakota was experiencing a severe drought, which uh, had decreased the amount of area lakes and some of the, the places that people historically had uh, enjoyed fishing opportunities as a way of trying to boost the, the number of fishing license sales. They uh, decided to try a year-round fishing season, and at that time, mid-March was where it was historically closed. That was the year they decided to run a, a year-round fishing season just to keep things more consistent the general game and and some of the other hunting licenses that are that became annual license it was just uh, decided to, that was the year they were going to require the the year-round license starting April 1st and then going through March 31st sure thing I remember as a kid when that went away and we went to the year-round scenario looking back on this last year Randy we saw a marked increase in licenses from 2020 how much of this overall in your opinion was a result of the pandemic 
It's difficult to answer that question because the pandemic was obviously something most, at least I, I've never in my 25 years with the department have never experienced and most North Dakotans I don't know of have ever experienced. So it's it's kind of difficult to say, but I know just speaking from a personal standpoint and, and some of the people that, that I communicate with, there was so many people that were dealing with uh, quarantines and uh, having to work from home, and I think it was uh, probably understandable that most of North Dakota and other states as well, I think, were having a severe case of cabin fever. And so that would coincide with, uh, if you look at some of the other economic indicators, there was a lot of uh, recreational equipment, uh, vehicles, and, and other things were were also increased over the course of last year, and our our outdoor license sales, hunting and fishing license sales, also significantly increased last year as well. So it it would stand to reason that it at least had a significant impact on some of the people just wanting to get outside, wanting to spend some time outdoors, and hunting and fishing in North Dakota was thankfully uh, one of the choices that they had available to them. Sure, and we're glad to have them out there. We saw a major uptick last year, too, in waterfowl hunting. And we think locally, but we also have to look globally. With the Canadian border closed, we saw particularly non-residents come in for that early Canada goose season. How much impact did that Canadian border closure have on non-resident participation for the hunting pursuits in North Dakota? It definitely had an impact. Uh, the non-resident waterfowl traffic did increase last year. Another reason for that would could possibly also be the really good habitat that we had available. There was uh, some significant flooding in the eastern part of the state a couple years ago. Although that was kind of miserable for the people dealing with it at the time, it did kind of set the stage for some really, really significant quality wetland habitat to, to be produced over the course of last year. So it, it it could be kind of a combination of uh, the Canada border being closed as well as some really good habitat opportunities that caused the waterfall to, to stick around North Dakota. Talking with Randy Meissner, he is the licensing manager for the North Dakota Game and Fish Department. You referenced it with the waterfall, the great waterfall opportunities folks had. People have a lot more fishing opportunities in North Dakota than ever before. Talk about how that on its own right, is bringing more people into the fishing fold. Even during the pandemic, we were able to make some changes in how we, we do the fish stocking and, and, the, and the egg sampling and, and things like that. We were still able to continue our normal year-to-year -year op operations with stocking and egg harvesting uh, and also meet all of the the requirements as far as distancing and, and uh, keeping people apart. So, you know, we continue to uh, to work on providing uh, the maximum opportunity that we can provide as far as fishing. And we continue to have, even though there are dry conditions right now, historically over the last few years, we still uh, have some really good quality lakes and uh, uh, sustainable fisheries in, in much of the state. So there's ample opportunity, you know, outside of the Devil's Lake and Sakakawea, which are the popular notoriety type of, of water bodies. There's a lot of other area lakes where people can have some significant fishing opportunities. You bet that access helps. It also helps that North Dakota is a little bit easier to understand, you know, fairly flatline when it comes to regulation. You see other states maybe just jumping east across the Red River where regulations are a booklet that's 100 pages deep. How does that simplicity factor into folks saying, you know what, I'll buy a license and just jump out there and fish? It definitely has an impact to, to make a simple a simple license here. You know, a fishing license is a fishing license. We do have uh, some discounts to our uh, disabled people and uh, and people that are uh, 65 years and older. There's reduced rates. There's reduced rates for married couples, so they, they get a little bit of a price break, yet they're still able to take. Each person gets their individual limit of fish. 
Uh, we try to keep things easy to understand. We try to keep the license structure simple and try to make it easy for people to acquire the licenses with, with uh, online and through the use of our license vendors. Wrapping up here with Randy Meissner. He is the licensing manager for the North Dakota Game and Fish Department. Uh, Randy, when we're looking at here a jump of almost 10% when you look 2019 to 2020 overall licensing of all types, that's a, it's a huge jump, almost uh, 40,000 different licenses. Of course, we saw increases in turkey tags and deer tags last year. With that, what is the next step into holding on to those hunters and anglers who were, came on board during the pandemic year? Well, North Dakota is fortunate for whatever it is, whether you're talking about hunting and fishing or if you're talking about other types of economic trends and things, it seems like North Dakota is, is one of the last states to get, get hit with certain types of trends. So we're, we're certainly anticipating that times are good right now, but, but it is very possible that we might see a plateau or a possible decrease in uh, hunting and fishing sales. And so we actually, to try to supersede that, we, we actually created a new position called an R3 coordinator, and that uh, stands for retention, reactivation, and recruitment. And so we're trying to uh, encourage new hunting and fishing people to participate in those activities as well as retain the people that already do it. And then uh, what we call reactivation, where somebody who may have participated in those activities and for whatever reason kind of fell away, trying to get them back into participating again. And so we're, we're working on marketing campaigns, uh, sending out reminders, and uh, what we have now with technology, we have kind of a targeted communication system where people that have purchased licenses before can get a text or a, an email message or in some cases a, an actual letter reminding them to purchase another license. We're uh, working with some private sector promotional items you know, giving uh, discounted on, on hunting or fishing equipment or uh, like a year-free subscription to, to a, a smartphone app that uh, by the purchase of a, a hunting or fishing license, you get a year-free or a reduced price on, on this, this application on your, on your smartphone that, that, you know, like a mapping tool that would allow you access and, and show you places where you can participate in the activities. Excellent. It's good to make those connections in the private sector to keep that pushing forward. Final prediction. I know everyone's crystal balls are a little foggy, especially looking back to last year. Uh, what do you see coming up here for the 2021-2022 licensing season? Do you see more increases, a leveling off, or a decrease? I'm guessing it's probably um, going to continue to slightly increase, but it could possibly level off or at least remain the same from last year. The prospects as far as uh, we had another relatively mild winter, all things considered, and uh, we still have some magnificent fisheries in the state. So the opportunities are definitely there, and uh, the hunting prospects for this fall also look very, very promising. And so I think with the quality habitat and the quality fisheries it's going to we're going to continue to see at least a, the same if not a slightly increased number from uh, the people that that have purchased licenses last year right on we're always looking to bring more folks in the fold randy we thank you for all you do on the licensing side of things and most importantly thanks for being on the show today thank you so some really great information there from Randy. And if you look at it to online at newsdakota.com and dakotaedge.com, you can see the layout of how all these licenses break down. But when you're increasing by 40,000 licenses and tags and you're seeing a 10% increase across the board, along with an increase in deer tags and this spring's turkey tags, there are more and more opportunities available, not only on the hunting side, but as Randy mentioned, all of these great fisheries that were not interrupted last spring with stocking, with egg 
taking, with all sorts of activities to keep those fisheries available, that's pulling more and more people into the outdoors. So I hope you renew your license. I hope you have a chance to get out there here as things warm up in the spring and that you have a lot of fun taking advantage of all those wonderful opportunities. And if you do, I'm sure I'll see you in our outdoors.